All right, hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. It has been a while since we have done our last recording. I believe it's been about like a month and a half almost. But basically, I well, yeah, finals... I guess technically we ended this like beginning of December. It's been two months actually. Yeah, two months, which is crazy to think that's already February. Yeah. But basically, like kind of starting beginning beginning of December, Brady and I both started getting into finals mode covid was also starting to hit bc a lot harder than it was before so we were kind of both just at home studying preparing for finals Mm -hmm. and then i don't know after final season finished like we kind of took a week two weeks off well at least i did to kind of just relax for the holidays but brady you can i guess update everyone on what you've been up to past couple weeks uh i just been grinding man like uh retook my lsat wanted to get a better score yeah. And during the winter break, and now I'm just chilling in school with six courses, trying to graduate this semester. Yeah, so my boy's out here grinding. Um, but yeah, I took a little break. Uh, Brady, I think you finished your LSAT, what, like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago or something like that? Uh, I think it was January 16th. That was the test date. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, so here we are back now, February 1st. Yeah. back with another episode of the podcast obviously a ton of stuff has happened around the world since we last chatted there's a lot of good content for us to talk about we've, we've missed that time now it's fine mm-hmm. obviously everyone knows that joe biden is the president there's all that stuff that happened with trump before he left the office which was crazy i guess we won't touch much on the whole i guess political landscape of what has happened in the past already just because i feel like everyone is getting too sick and tired of hearing the same stuff on the mm-hmm. news over and over again and what um, we wanted to do this week was to you know like we i think the biggest news that's happening around the like everyone's been hearing about this news and it actually like made us like really want to start this podcast again or like start immediately this weekend or i guess we wanted to do it saturday but then we had some scheduling complications and then now we're just yeah. doing it on a monday but yeah, uh, we'll probably resume every Saturday recording again, starting next week probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll probably we'll probably just stick to audio only format, just because it's a lot easier for us to handle with post post production. Yeah, and I doubt most of you guys are listening or watching it on YouTube, anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Plus, this is this is easier, and I feel like the audio quality is definitely a lot better. Yeah. Than when we do YouTube. Because we anyways. have to like mix and match the video and the audio back before, right? Yeah, it was a grind. Mm-hmm. but yeah anyways no we're back to be doing this i feel like you know this is a part of my life that's been missing for the past you know a couple months or a couple weeks but yeah i guess you know the reason for us continuing this podcast is like like brady and i kind of sat down and talked about it about where we want to go with the podcast honestly this is something for us where it's fun for us to kind of channel the stuff that we learn on what's going on around the world like we'll read the news and we have something to channel the that learning towards which is preparing for a podcast like this otherwise it's like if we read something like okay you know what's going on in the news right now with GameStop it might just go in to your ear and then out the other one I guess you're not listening to it but you're reading it and then you don't never really sit down and think about it analytically because you know it's one thing to sit there and think that you've understood it after you've read it but it's mm-hmm. another thing to read through it understand it and then be able to speak to it to another person and kind of discuss the topic so we just thought, thought that this was a good way for us to continue to deepen our knowledge into different spaces that we're interested in obviously brady and i come from very different academic backgrounds well kind of academic backgrounds but 
we we've got a lot of interest in a lot of different things as mm-hmm. well. So this this gives us a good uh, I guess avenue to channel that into. Anything else you want to add to that, Brady? Uh, no, I I guess we can just talk about like what, what, what we're gonna change or what's gonna stay the same with the podcast. It's kind of like broaden your uh wait broaden your perspective, like two at this point. Like we kind of yeah, kind of re you know stop doing it for a while because we uh wanted to get our own identity i guess of this podcast and then now we're coming back we talked about a lot of things we were going to keep a lot of things but also we're going to like you know switch up a, a, a ton of things like for example i think we're going to start like doing it like semi less less formal and more casual yeah. you know talking about like more discussion based yeah more discussion based instead of just you know updating you guys with the news because like you guys don't really need to hear the news from us you uh, we get the news from cbc you guys can get the news from cbc we get the news from google like it, we we don't want to be like the middleman of just delivering you news or like trying to sound like a radio station where it, we're just yeah. giving you like some ridiculous news like oh yeah kanye west cheated on kim kardashian with a guy like that, that like radio news you know what i mean well if i recall the last time we recorded you spent like 20 minutes raging on about some live streamer and her rape at ad, ad, oh yeah that's that's because it's about, <laughs> it's about a me too movement like a like a radio station would never cover that you know so we're like kind of like conspiracy we're like news for the nerds or like news for the nerdy people I guess, yeah, like for students, because we're like Ray and I are both university students. We yeah. want to deliver this way and deliver the news, I guess, in an entertaining way yeah. that students will understand and you know at least find relevant. That's cool. I think the most accurate way of describing this new podcast is gonna be like you sometimes read like a scientific paper, right? And you have yeah. like you just kind of lose interest because you're like, I have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. They use so many big words. They're like, they they give you like they bring you to point A to point point b to point c and they're like yeah this is just a to c that's it right but then yeah we me and johnny will like take the time sit down digest it talk about it between each other we'll also explain it to each other and explain it to you during this process we'll also explain it to you guys so you guys can you know kind of like got is like an office line you know like uh explain to me if i'm like five and we're just doing that with news outlets yeah and and we're both learning as well as we yeah. do this right so yeah. it's just a fun way for us to chat you know 40 minutes an hour mm-hmm. maybe a week yeah it, i feel like it's fun to, to keep oh. you in this. so yeah hopefully you guys enjoy um the podcast and definitely let us know in the comments or just reach out to us on social media if you have any feedback on the way that we structure the podcast yeah sweet okay. so without All further right. ado let's get let's get to it this week's yeah. topic do you want to kick it off first, Brady? Just kind yeah, of sure. Yeah. So this week, you know, I I think if you're not living under a rock, you probably heard GameStop news. You know, won't stop, can't stop. GameStop, apes run together, and we all have diamond hands. There's just memes and memes and memes about this new, not a new stock, but like a stock that's emerged out of everyone's interest and is hitting the news every day uh so yeah so do you want to give it like a tldr of what's happening with gamestop first yeah so i think it's 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 good to cover kind of the underlying fundamentals of how exactly investing in the stock market works because i feel like a lot of people don't really understand too much 
yeah so like i i think you should we should just like maybe explain like what is happening how this happened and like to people that's not in finances or like wolfies on the wall street you know yeah like for university students like i like this week i had to like listen to a ton of podcasts which was really entertaining actually but yeah a ton of podcasts about like what shorting is what like the how market fluctuates and how to read like a market graph and how to do stock markets obviously we're not like on wall street we're not finance experts again like every time we talk about stock and talk about markets on the podcast previously we talked i talked about don't listen to us we're just we're not financial analyst we're not your financial advisor um we're just two students with half half a brain each yeah pretty much yeah. yeah so okay i'll take i'll take the first crack at it and then i think brady you've done a lot more research on this than i have but mm-hmm. So essentially, like when you think about trading a stock, right, people typically associate that with how you make money is through capital appreciation. So Mm -hmm. you buy a stock when the company, you know, is valued lower and then you sell it when it has, uh, I guess, gained in value. And then you make that money and that difference. Obviously, you can make money through dividends and whatnot as well. But that's like traditionally how we think about, you know, buying stocks in the stock market. Stock, I would like explain it more like it's like. A public company, you have to be public to have a stock. Like if, you, if there's a private company or like a small, tiny, itsy business, they're not going to be stocks, right? So it has to be IPO, so initial public offering. So the company needs to have a position in the market and people normally buy the stock because they believe in the company. I wouldn't say like they buy the stock just to buy, buy low, sell high. I think it's more like they believe in the company. They believe that investing their money into this company will give them a better, a more profitable return in the future than just holding on to them, their money in the savings account. Right. And when the company actually do do well in the future, they take that money out of the stock market, not because they like, they're just trying to buy low, sell high and day trade. Yeah. Like day trade. There is like day traders, but there's also like, you know, like the company is, growing value their stock is growing more the stocks are getting more and more because of you know supply and demand curves right you have more people want the stocks there's only a certain number of stocks on the market that the company is offering so if more yeah. people want the stock there's the prices are going to go higher if less people want the stock the prices are going to go lower now that's how i would explain like the shift in market uh, up and down and yeah. so basically there's also like these like huge hedge funds around wall street with billions and billions of dollars right and for a stock you can either believe in them like you believe in the company for example like tesla which year to date has like grown 200 percent, which is insane um so you buy their stock or you can bet against the company which is called shorting a stock so shorting a stock is basically you're betting that the company will be worth less in the future than now right yeah so what happened is that a bunch of redditors on reddit on the sub uh, sub web subreddit page called wall street bets has actually found out that melvin capital has shorted 150 percent of a stock and the stock is gamestop corporation which is really messed up if you think about it because how can you how can you short something? How can you like say that this this company is gonna worth less for a hundred and fifty percent of their stock value, right? So other people. No, I so, think I think with that position, 
I think with that position, they were basically shorting, like, let's say as a, you're basically shorting 50 more shares that even exist in the market. Yeah. No, like, rather, and, so and 50 that, more percent of the shares. Huh? 50 more percent, not 50 more shares, right? It's 150 percent. Yeah, but that means that they're basically shorting like 50% more shares. Than yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. 50% more shares, not 50 more shares. There's a percentage behind that term. Yeah, so right so right now, they're shorting 150% of the total market, right? So it's not yeah. 50 more shares on the market. It's 50% of more shares on the market. So 50 more, 50, okay, sh- yeah. 50 shares is a lot different. Yeah, yeah hypothetically... Yeah. Say there's only a hundred shares on the market, they bet there's 150 shares on the market. That's gonna be less, which is so. Um, so what I think like the way okay the way to like the way to think about it because honestly I was really confused on like how can you short more shares than they are existing in the market. Mm -hmm. Like the way that I the way that there was like a really really good YouTube video that broke down shorting for me like greatly, and it was just like. Mm -hmm. Basically, the premise of shorting is like, let's say you have an Apple stand and you're selling apples for, I don't know, like $5 each. Mm-hmm. But I think that the values of your apples are going to drop to $2 because you're a shitty Apple stand and there's a lot more apples that are coming into this area. So their price is going to drop. I'm going to mm-hmm. buy your, I'm going to borrow your Apple from you and I'm going to sell it to a different Apple store for $5. So technically, I've not gained any money yet. But now I've taken a short position because when the stock or I guess when the price of the Apple goes down for this Apple store too, I'm going to go and buy that Apple back for let's say $2 and then sell it back to the original Apple stand holder and make up that profit of that $3 that I just made. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is like, let's say I have one person borrowing an Apple from the first store and then selling that to the second store. But at the same time, I have someone buying an Apple from the second store and then selling it, or I guess borrowing an apple from the second store and then selling it to the first store. Now you're short two apples, but there's only one apple in the in the stores. So that's mm-hmm. how like you can end up shorting more shares than actually exist in the market. I'm no, that's a very simplified breakdown, and, it's, and I'm not even exactly sure how it actually works. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also one more thing I want to add around kind of the, the stock market and, and the prices of the stocks is that a lot of it is like speculative. And I don't mean speculative in like a bad way, I mean, speculative of like, where do people think this company is headed? So the reason why like companies like Melvin Capital shorted a stock like GameStop was because they thought GameStop was a dying company. They're a brick and mortar store in a world that is increasingly e-commerce and selling things online. They're all their financials uh, are doing your, horribly. Your Wi-Fi is cutting out. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Is it better now? Yeah. Yeah, but like they're they're not doing good. They're brick and mortar store. They haven't caught up with the curve of the technology yet. And so these hedge funds went to bet that this stock is going to go down. But I think before these uh, redditors went on Wall Street bets and said, "Hey guys, let's buy the stock," I believe there was a board member who got recently added to GameStop. He was, I think, he was like he was some chief executive at a company called Chewy, which is an online pet retailing store. And so he had a lot of online retail experience and he had just joined the board at GameStop. And so the stock price, I think, went up a little bit before this whole fiasco because people thought that, hey, they now have somebody who is educated and knows what he's doing in the e-commerce space joining the board of GameStop. Maybe he can turn it around. And I think it was through that when a few individuals on Reddit went in and looked at the GameStop 
the GameStop stock and found out that, holy shit, Melvin Capital and other hedge funds are taking a massive short position on this company. It just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm, this is actually the first time I'm hearing about the... So this is what's interesting about the situation, first of all. The more and more you dig into this, the more and more fucked up it gets. You know, like there's more and more like like snaky or like sus stuff the more you dig into this. So let me tell so again, um this is a, this was a huge deal. Even AOC came out and talked about it. She streamed on Twitch. Uh AOC, believe. you mean yeah. Congresswoman, man. Yeah, sorry, Congresswoman. And uh she also you know, she had a lot of guests, and I forgot her his name. It's something. Ramoth Palapatia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Waterloo grad. Represent. Okay, sure. Who but who yeah, has she... come out of UFT? Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm so... kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> we discovered insulin, by the way. No, you didn't. No, we didn't. You discovered insulin. University of UFT discovered insulin. That's a lie. Okay, search it up. Okay, keep going. I'm gonna search it up. Okay. Anyways, so this is on. This is what on her uh, live stream. So her live stream streamed on Twitch had like three thousand view, three thousand, three hundred thousand viewers, and so they're saying they're talking about this um, GameStop blah blah blah. These redditors are like telling everyone that if we all buy it, we put, we drive the prices up because because shorting is infinite lo- uh, losses. If the higher we drive it up, the more money these hedgehogs loses. So these redditors mm-hmm. more like, oh, like these, like you know, wealthy one percent. These uh, Wall Street people, these Wall Street like hedge funds, has been like making millions and billions of um, dollars off of us during the pandemic and even before the pandemic, right? Is well, I think I think it was, know. I think it was like not so much like they're making this money off of us, but. Typically, the power has been in the hands of these hedge funds because they just move like, so they're much. They're just capital. saying like they're making a lot of money. Yes, but, uh, and yeah. because, because they have the power to move all this capital. At yeah, the same so this time. is like yeah. kind of like market manipulation, right? Kind so, of. Yes. Um, but if we all do this together, we drive the stock up. They're gonna have to force to be forced selling their short position, and they're gonna be they're gonna lose out. Um, millions and billions of dollars which towards the end there's speculations that melvin capital actually took out their short position and they just took the losses of two billion dollars but anyways so if you take what would dissect this situation one layer at a time okay so first layer and then each layer we dissect is going to get more and more fucked just wait first first let's just let's just state like the end result so basically what happened was well there's no end result it's still going right i mean like let's just state like what's what's been going on right now so basically like what what matters that i think what everyone has known is that because of this is like explaining the reason why a stock like gamestop has seen like hundreds percent increase in the past like week uh because of what's called this like quote-unquote short squeeze mm-hmm. which is you're you're buying all these stocks and forcing these huge hedge funds to, to get out of their short position and that's why mm-hmm. you see stop jump so high in value and people are making a lot of money off of it that's kind of what we're seeing now who knows what's going to happen in the future but go ahead with your your layer breakdown brady you you cut out oh i was just saying go ahead with your layer breakdown okay okay so 
Um, so first of all, Melvin Capital is one of the biggest hedge funds that was shorting this stock, right? So starting with 100, 150% of shortage. Um, when this, when we found out, uh, GameStop went up by like 200, 300%. It went from, let me see, let me just double check the one month data. It went from like around $39 all the way to 350 USD on Wednesday, January 23rd, 27th. And this like January like fifteenth, January twenty third, there's like specul uh, around like thirty five, forty five dollars, and then on January twenty seventh, it just shot up by three hundred fifty dollars. That means that every every share you had from before, uh, before January fifteenth, or it even it was even lower before that, like January seventh was eighteenth. But anyways, we'll just take January twentieth is like when like these redditors like got into it. Yeah. Um, if you had one stock on January twenty first of of GameStop, you will have three hundred dollars more on the January twenty seventh. So in six days, you made a profit of six hundred dollars per share. So there's been like memes on you know TikTok, memes on Facebook, where like these white people give their um, kids GameStop shares when as a gift when they're young because you know the as a kid, we all we all go went to GameStop, right? Like you know, yeah. go to there, get some Wii, get some PlayStation games, get some, some weed. We. You know, oh, okay. I was like, what? Like Wii games. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but then you know, some parents t- wants to teach us to how to invest and be like, hey, this GameStop share is thirty dollars. This Wii game is also thirty dollars, but this Wii game in ten years, let's say, is gonna be worth like a penny. Whereas this GameStop share is going to be worth maybe $20, right? Uh, it just as a way to t- teach us, teach kids and teach us how to invest and to learn how to get into the market. But yeah, so there is, so if as a kid, if you had GameStop shares before January 15th, you would have made a massive amount by January 27th, right? Um, so Melvin Capital reported to lo- lose two billion dollars off of this however mm-hmm. during this so melvin capital was already was bankrupt around 20 i remember when i was doing my research it was around 2009 2009 okay and it got bailed out by a company called citadel mm-hmm. citadel is run by kenneth c griffin which is a man out of chicago he owns the new york nets not sorry not nets new york mets with and yeah. his um the baseball the field team. that the field that they play at is city city field that's his company no his company is sponsored it okay, so citadel cool. right citadel okay so that's the first layer so melvin capital citadel they're connected right we dig we deep another layer later Around January 27th, I believe, Robinhood, which is a free trading platform mm-hmm. that you can free trade all these stocks, shut down all trades available for GameStop, AMC, and a bunch of like small business positions. Like I, th- I believe they also stopped trading costs or whatever. They also stopped trading Bed Bath & Beyond. Uh, just yeah, all a lot these, of like, these like retail stocks. Yeah, right? yeah these retail stocks, right? Which mm-hmm. is like a huge, led to a huge revolution of the people because everyone started complaining this is market manipulation because when we can't freely trade the stocks, first of all, 
like a stock, a stock market is like known to, you have to have transparency and it needs to be fair and it needs to be open, right? You can't, a stock market is not going to be called a stock market if people, some people have more power than other people. Everyone should be on the same playing field to mm-hmm. make money. That's the, that's the benefit and the power of the stock market. However, when Robinhood shut down all the trading of this so you can no longer buy shares you can no longer buy options you can no longer also buy margins margin calls and people were going insane and the ceo robin hood came out and said we did it for the people okay layer three when when thought about it so how so robin hood the platform it doesn't make any money off of uh management fees and it doesn't it doesn't also charge a commission fee so you know um, i invest with tb they charge a ten dollar fee ten dollar transaction fee every time you uh buy or sell a stock right uh-huh. uh, the benefit of Robinhood is that it doesn't have a transaction fee Robinhood is like a u.s only um brokerage brokerage uh for canadians kind of more like well simple or quest trade it doesn't have commission fees but how do these company? How are these companies profitable? These companies are profitable because they're selling these. These uh, when we're buying it from them, there's first of all they're sending it to hedge funds, and they're selling our data to hedge funds. So hedge funds have these algorithm to like predict if they should sell or buy before you, or if they should sell or buy after you. There's like is that true? That's true. That's true. Interesting. AOC talked about this on her stream, and I was very amazed by it. How so? The biggest hedge fund that Robinhood buy uh, sells our information or not information sells our like calls to our our stock calls to it's Citadel, Citadel LLC. So. Okay. There's this whole conspiracy theory about Citadel was the one that actually told Robin told Robin Hood to stop buying, stop trading, to bail out Mar- Melvin Capital once again, right? But this is highly illegal. This is highly market manipulation because when the retail retail traders, which is like me or you, that can can only buy like shares that cannot like potentially move the market because we don't have the capital for it, we're just called retail traders. When the retail traders are forced not to do anything, guess who is still able to buy and sell these stocks that day? All these hedge funds and all these like big companies. So, okay, we'll pause here. What are your thoughts on this initially? Okay, so one, I didn't know that Robinhood sold information about trades to other companies, or I guess the actual hedge funds or well whoever is executing well, this is trades. actually the, the, this is actually the, the the super interesting fact i heard about aoc because she actually brought up a topic that we t- talked about before she talked about um because these hedge funds make millions and billions of dollars right on and they work on wall street and they hire the most like s- smart people a lot of these scientists and statisticians and like these stem people are moving towards wall street jobs because they're the yeah. one that needs to be developing the algorithm to like predict the market trend and yeah um, well, those are quant roles. moving 
quantitative so remember, finance rules are messed, man. Yeah, so remember when we talked about when Elon said that STEM people are moving towards business and they should be staying in STEM? AOC also brought up the question, should STEM people stay in STEM to, you know, to figure out what's the next planet habitable for us? Or should they be just figuring out the next algorithm for these Wall Street giants about yeah. which stock is too short? Yeah, well, that's, I mean, I definitely agree with Elon on that. And that's something like Chamath talks a lot about as well, right? It's just like, you want to be able, like stuff like curing cancer or solving climate change. Ideally, you don't want those things to become financialized. You shouldn't be tying those things to like financial gains. But instead you have, you know, if you go into a finance career path, you make significantly more money than majority of other career options, right? Like even if you were to go work as a lab technician, let's say you graduated, you got your PhD, and then you go went to work for a university. You'd probably, I'd probably get paid more if I went to go do investment banking at Morgan Stanley or something like that. And if I had the technical skill set mm -hmm. to be a quant trader and actually develop those algorithms, I'd probably be getting paid even more. And so I can see why people like float towards like the finance space, which is unfortunate because we have a lot of smart people going into that space, but we need more smart people building cool things, right? Anyways, back to the Robinhood thing. So I know that they, they made a post around how like, okay, we're stopping the trades. So at one point, Robinhood came out and said, okay, you're no longer allowed to buy GameStop stock. And they said it was for the goodness of the people and that if people were still allowed to trade freely. Because would, there's like high volatility. It would it would hurt themselves, That's, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I think like, I think they came out with another blog post on Friday that actually broke it down in depth. And I actually spent some time like reading through it. And then you actually understand the reason why Robinhood stopped the trading. And it's unfortunate that they communicated this in such a poor way because they've pretty much tarnished their reputation because of this. So I was reading into it. They basically stopped trading because of clearinghouse requirements. I don't know if you read about that. No, I didn't. What, what is this? Can you explain to me? So, um, kind of. Yeah. So I'm, I'm honestly not really too familiar with clearinghouse requirements as well and the whole technical landscape of how it was. But basically, these are requirements that a company like Robinhood has to make, I think is by 10 a.m. every trading day in order to support those customer trades between the trade date and when the trade settles. So the company has to withdraw some money on some days and deposit money on the other days, right? Depending on the requirement of that day for their trade volumes. So if trading volumes are predictable, they can have a predictable amount of cash deposit ready to meet those clearinghouse requirements. What happened was you have this huge surge in people going to buy GameStop stock that the clearinghouse requirements became ridiculously high and it was literally impossible to meet because like, you know, the, the clearinghouse mandated deposit requirements that were essentially related to equities, like increased tenfold. And so that's why they had to put temporary buying restrictions in place because they didn't have the money to cover the deposit to meet these clearinghouse requirements. So they physically could not execute those trades. And furthermore, on top of that, they actually went on to raise, I think like a billion dollars to help them cover their position to meet these extra deposits to handle this trade volume. And that's the only reason why they stopped trading for GameStop. 
I don't know why the guy came out and said that this is for the betterment of the people, but the real reason is because this huge increase in trading volume increased their clearinghouse requirements so much so that they couldn't meet it. They didn't have the money on hand, so they physically could not execute those trades until they went and raised like emergency funding. I'm pretty sure they raised like a billion dollars to help cover those deposits. But I mean, these are all, but these are all corporate like theories, right? No, this can, is the real reason. I can reason. say that about anything. No, How, this is who's to say that's the real reason. <laughs> you are you getting brainwashed no. by these corporations? No, dude, what are you talking about? A clearinghouse requirement is not a theory. It's it's a. It's a clearinghouse. I know, but there can. How do you know how much money they have? Like you, you don't know how much money. Like they say, oh yeah, we don't have money. That's why we're stopping it. We can also say that yes, the Citadel told them not to do it, right? Like they're at the end of the day, you can't. Like you, yes, of course they're not gonna be like, oh yeah, shit, Citadel or like the SEC told us not to do it. Obviously not. They're gonna have a legitimate reason. They're probably hire like tens, of, like hundreds of lawyers working countless hours these days just to figure out a fucking like good excuse or they're okay, going to well, go if bankrupt you go, if you go if you go look at it the real reason is because they couldn't meet the clearinghouse requirements and yes that's because you're you're reading it off of their own words right you're, this is not someone someone else didn't t- tell you this like they they came out and came out with an actual statement so you're saying that it's a conspiracy theory and it's an excuse no it's not a conspiracy theory i'm just saying that it, you, why why do you believe that that's the act, the real reason, quote unquote, real reason? Because I'm pretty sure if you look into it, you can see that they don't have enough capital on hand to meet yeah. So, so yeah. So I'm and I'm saying and I'm saying that sh- sure it is a real reason, but it's not their reason, right? What What do you mean? It's it's the like, real reason, of course. but it's not their reason. No, I'm saying it's not the real reason. I'm saying it's a real reason to stop these trades, but it's not the real reason. Okay, like they but literally they don't have pull, the they could pull if, only thing out of their ass. Okay, but if they if they literally don't have the deposit money to meet the clearinghouse requirements, they physically can't execute the trades no matter what they do or want to do. Yes, they just didn't but, have the so money. Why, to so why should trades. we? Why should you believe that they don't have the the, the deposit? Why shouldn't you believe they don't have the capital to do it? Okay, well, they are a private company, so I guess you don't clearly know their financials, but I'm sure you can estimate. Well, no, they're IPOing soon, and they they raised like $3.5 billion in the past two days. Like you're, you're telling me that random investors are just randomly investing in them now? Wait, what? They, they raised $3.5 billion before they're IPOing soon. Yes. Just within the last two days. Yes, and what does it have to do with clearing ha- clearing house deposits? That was part of the money. Nothing. That I'm just saying how house deposits. Bro, just go and look into the clearing house deposits. It's yes, I I know what the clearing house deposit is, but I'm just saying like. So you're you saying it's like, not oh, yeah, because of that. Matter. It's because Citadel told them to stop trading it. No, I'm saying why are you why are you jumping to conclusions right now? Because that's the real. This is the real reason why they stopped trading. No, so what, no, I'm saying, do you work? Which company do you work for to tell everyone that that this is actually the real reason? Like, why are you um, being like, like I'm not like this is like a gullible thing, no? I like you could have, you could have easily like they could have easily said, oh yeah, their mom died. That's why they had to like shut down the office for a day. 
And you would have been like, oh, yeah, that's true. Fuck. No. Clearing houses are literally SEC registered organizations. So, like, if they can't. No, I, I understand what clearing houses are. I understand this concept. Okay, so what are you saying? saying You're saying, how do we know if they have the money to meet the deposits or not? No, I'm saying, why do you think this is an actual real reason? Just because they came out and said, oh, yeah, this is the reason. And you're just like, yeah, this makes sense. This There's there's actually a thing called clearing house. And they said that this is what they did. So this must be true. Well, I think it's the real reason because legally, if you don't meet the deposit for the requirements, you can't execute a trade. And if they don't have the money, they can't execute the trades. So I don't know what you want me to say. Like, what what, what else are you supposed to say? What, what else am I supposed to say, bro? They don't have the deposits to meet the requirements, so they can't execute the trades. I don't care what you think it Let's, might be about. Okay, I'm so tell me, tell me, when did you when did you start when did you start working at Robinhood to know that they don't have the deposit? They don't have the money. Bro, I don't have the insider information. Exactly. So why are you defending Robinhood? No, I'm saying you could probably. I'm saying it without, out if you're actually a financial analyst or like if you're an investor, you probably actually know the reason why. You can also probably fake come up with this type of bullshit if you if you spend like if you have ten million if you have a hundred lawyers working on this case for like a hundred hours a week. You can probably find okay, a loophole guess... here here and there somewhere. So you're saying that they're lying about not having enough money to beat deposits? No, I'm not saying I'm not I'm not denying you're nor agreeing. Could, I'm they, just they saying they could potentially be lying about it. Basically, I'm saying yes. Without with like you're kind of like validation, they could potentially be lying about actually having the money or not to meet the requirements. Exactly. What that's what. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I guess you could. Sure. I mean. I can't say there's a zero percent. But like you're coming out here, guns out, guns, guns red, and you're like, yeah, no, I, I know the reason, bro. Like, don't worry. Like, but this is actually is the, the fucking it, reason. It, I, it like, is the actual reason, though. I mean, okay. I'm sure that there might be sure, like a very, 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 very slim chance they're lying about it. But they literally need the deposits to cover the trading risks. So I don't know what, like, that's there, there's. I don't think there's any space for they're lying about it because this is something you have to go through with at the SEC and these regulators. Like, you can't just say, like, oh, I don't have the money. And the SEC goes and checks and say, what the fuck? You guys have the money. Like, I don't think you can do that. Okay, so why are you jumping to conclusions? Why can't we just wait until their official hearing from with the... I'm pretty sure Robin Hood got sued by the city of New York, I believe, or New Jersey. But, yeah, there's been a there's a civil suit going on. We'll just let it let it work out through uh, the courtroom. Let the people okay, I didn't decide. know they're getting sued. Yeah, they got sued. Sure. Of course, they got sued. This is a f- primary market manipulation for not working. They, the they stop allowing only retail traders to stop doing stop trading. Everyone, no, they all stopped. these hedge funds were still able to trade. Yes, because all those hedge funds aren't trading through Robinhood. the The bottleneck is at Robinhood. Robinhood is trying to execute these trades. These hedge funds. You know, Robinhood isn't the only. Robinhood. You know, Robinhood isn't the only platform that stopped trading, right? Yes, it was one of them because it's the most popular. I'm sure the other ones couldn't meet their clearinghouse requirements either and had to stop it. Bro, okay, I'm just saying this is the most this is okay, I'd say with 99% certainty this is the this is the reason why they stopped it. I sincerely And I'm saying you're maybe, 99% retarded. How is that, bro? You need to go look. Okay, so so if they're lying about it, the reason why they stopped the trades is because Citadel told them to stop it. 
No, I'm not saying anything. I'm not trying to come out here being a conspiracy theorist. But I'm also telling you not to trust these corporate lies that they're just coming out like out of nowhere. And you're just like, they're literally coming out with anything. Obviously, they have to come out with a statement, any statement. And their statement is not going to be Citadel told us not to do it. Like they have to come up with a reason. And this is the re- a reason, you know? Like I'm not saying this is not, this is like that. 100% reason. I'm not saying this is 100% the false reason. I'm saying this could be potentially one of the reasons, but definitely not the only reason. Okay. I mean, I don't I don't have the insider knowledge to know whether or not something shady did or didn't go on, but And that's sure. what I'm saying. No one has no one has it, right? Because Robinhood is a private company. So, we should just hold and see, but but you we should not go around, you know, especially on a podcast when there's like people listening on Spotify and just telling them, oh yeah, we, I think that Robin Hood actually is doing the right thing. Where like they're, it's, they know- No, I'm not saying they're doing they the right thing. Actually, where, like what they did is actually like, you know, legit. Like without, you can't- Well, I like, think that they did. Why can't I be saying well, that's my opinion? Okay, sure. You can say that. Yeah, I mean like you can ask them, you know, I mean, <laughs> it would actually, if we were to find out that they were- I don't know, pressured by Citadel, you'd find out over the lawsuit, but I don't know that now. But for my opinion now, that's I'm just saying there's a, it does, it's not, it's very, very unlikely in the universe to have Citadel being corporation with Marvin Capital in corporation with Robin Hood and all these three. And also Kenneth Griffin was charged i'm pretty sure it was kenneth griffin correct me if i'm wrong but kenneth griffin or the ceo of marvin capital was charged with insider trading and was had to close down oh no it was um yeah it was no it was the it was the ceo of uh, melvin capital actually Uh, his name is it was someone involved in citadel or melvin capital they're they're uh, CEO got charged with insider trading in 2016 or 2014 and had to close their hedge fund. Well, I guess we'll find out what really went down. But Elon Musk interviewed Robin Hood CEO on yesterday night, on Sunday night, on Clubhouse. I didn't listen to it. I was there for the first part, but I didn't hear when he interviewed him. No, I was I was basically saying that Elon Musk interviewed Robin Hood CEO on Clubhouse yesterday night. It was so Sunday yeah, I, night. I heard about that, and he was pretty. He was like up in there, you know. He was like yeah. grilling. Um, what's it called? Yeah, he is he is grilling him because people couldn't buy GameStop. I mean, that definitely is a s- unfortunate situation where you stop these people. I'm not saying it's good by any means. Like definitely, you should have the freedom to buy the stocks, but it's just unfortunate. Okay, speaking of Elon Musk, let's 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 move away from uh, GameStop for a second. Let's talk about Elon okay. Musk. I mean, I mean, I guess we can like it's pretty it's pretty relevant. So okay. Elon Musk been like you know tweeting out. Obviously, this is it is what he does. You know, and the most iconic mm-hmm. tweet you know these he tweeted out: "You can't sell houses you don't own. You can't sell houses uh, cars you don't own. But you quote unquote can't sell stocks you don't own. This is BS. Shorting is a scam." legal for only versus reasons right? and then here comes the shorty apologist 
get give him no respect, get shorty. That's that's his take on um that's his take on what's it called? GameStop. The, like the GameStop news is actually a huge news and you can't just be like trusting one side or the other. This is exactly what we I've been telling you about like the Me Too movement even, right? Or even like this What the hell does this like, have to do with the Me Too movement, there's, bro? There's like fucking I culture of cancel, canceling. I did this is Pencil not, culture. I'm not agree- bro. Like I'm not telling I told you you need to listen to both sides of the story first before you can make a decision. You can't just keep you can't just just because Robin Hood came out with a statement and you're just like, yo, yeah, no. Nah. You know, you know what? Robin Hood is definitely off the off the hooks. They did it, they did it for a good reason. Or they did it, you know, for the people. No, they didn't do it for the people. They had no choice. But I'm saying right now, there is there's literally no other story to come out. And exactly totally, so you totally so you still can't express it. yes it's the same with the me too movement just because a girl came out with the story doesn't mean that the guy doesn't come out with the story you don't just go around expressing the girl's point of view you still wait for the guy's point of view too okay but who, who's gonna come out with the second point of view and everything's gonna come out of robin hood no they're not no why so why is why does everything have to be coming out of robin hood elon musk aoc like what ted cruz even ben shapiro are like teaming up to take down to tackling on this that everyone's saying no this is what robin hood did is illegal what they did is like bad okay like, yeah we'll see we'll see what happens i i thought it was a fact but i guess yeah do you see um around it elon's been going popping off with the the cryptocurrency these days yeah he, he has posted, he posted a picture before. where he was like i remember back then he asked a question he was like no, he was like, hey, Elon, do you believe in uh, cryptocurrency? And he said, hashtag Dogecoin as a joke. And Dogecoin yeah. shot up by like 300%. Uh, January 28th, he posted a, f- a picture of a Vogue, a Vogue magazine cover. But it ch- the word is Doge, Doge. And Doge again went up to, to the moon. Uh, rose up by like 400%. And recently, he just added hashtag Bitcoin into his Twitter uh, bio. And Bitcoin is now around like 400K, I believe. So, yeah. Hold on, let me just double check Bitcoin's price. Yeah, 43,000 Canadian. Are you invested? Did you invest in Bitcoin? No, you think I have $43,000 to buy one Bitcoin? I know you do. No, I, I invested all my money into uh, AMC these days, Disney? and I just I just pulled out today. AMC? And, yeah. You invested in AMC. I told you. When did you invest in AMC? I told the day that um. What's it called? The day that we went to ball, like the Thursday. Really. Yeah, when I did you sell? Around six dollars. I sold at sixteen fifty. Damn, bro. So that market open today. That's pretty sick. Yeah. Bought it on Thursday. I didn't. I didn't get into GameStop because I was kind of late on that, and I wasn't. Like, I didn't want to play with like too much money, you know. Yeah. I still wanted to like keep my money into like my proper stocks instead of these meme stocks. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how much did you put into AMC? 500 uh 5k 5k yeah and then how much did you make oh do the math what is that like you basically 
almost tripled. Yeah. Bro, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But, you know. Next squeeze is silver futures, man. (laughs) I joined Wall Street Bets just to get the insights. (laughs) But, yeah. um, So, okay. Let's talk about one of the um what well, one of the interesting thing i actually just read about today or not read about sure. i heard about today wait so, so what was the thing you're what what are we talking about with elon musk just like his tweets on bitcoin oh no no no, no. this is so this what i heard about today is related to elon musk again um, okay and the gamestop situation so okay. i've been watching a lot of twitch these days there's a guy on twitch called the stock guy and he basically um just trades and talks talks during his trading times and he you know suggests like no he doesn't suggest but he just like tells people what he's invested in and he like tells basically quote-unquote teaches people financial literacy Mm -hmm. so obviously he's not one of those apes that tells everyone to you know buy 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 hold the line (laughs) (laughs) i literally joined wall street bets and that's what people are saying hold the line hold the line i'm like this is not world war ii man calm down hold the line sell uh don't don't sell hold the line and then when there's any div or even the div is like five like 50 percent, they're like oh discount discount (laughs) buy at a discount (laughs) but yeah he he actually um he actually made me a bit of money. He told me to invest in this, um, what he suggested to, what he didn't suggest. Again, like his whole platform is to not to tell people what to do because that's kind yeah. of quote unquote market manipulation. Yeah. He just said, he looks at the chart and he's like, oh, this company is going up quite high today. This company is going down quite low today. Yeah. I invested into in a cannabis company, a penny stock company with Brian over the weekend. And today, um, the stock went up by 50%. Really? Yeah, the uh, the company's name is Sundial. Sundial. That's interesting. Yeah, me and Brian both bought it at around 80 cents or like 70 cents. And now yeah. today it shot up to $1.20. Cents. How much uh, did Brian you went, Brian actually went ham in that. Brian actually put 1K in that. I put only like 500 damn yeah it's pretty insane i do not have the appetite for investments like that (laughs) it's it's kind of like you know casino hasn't been open these days and uh (laughs) have you ever spent money at a casino i've never of course dude i i haven't i haven't told you this before but um i think it was 2017 or 2018 the winter of 2018 or 2017 i came back i went to the casino river rock with my friend uh, yeah. for new year's and we're just like you know we're just gonna play some blackjack have some fun we're gonna chill here for a bit before we go have some dinner uh, uh around okay. richmond i want to say have some sex but okay <laughs> uh, around richmond and yeah. uh, within 30 minutes the three of us lost on the blackjack table together three thousand dollars yeah no I, I i would not be doing that yeah like every time we lost, we're just like, God damn, we're gonna fucking double down again. We like get twenty, and the the other pulls out twenty one, and it just it is most fucking ridiculous bullshit. Yeah, it's it's addicting, man. But I will say though, like the one good thing that has come out of all of this, around yeah. all the speculation, around all this discussion, around the shady stuff going on, is yeah. that we finally have more people, more young people, getting excited about investing, which I yeah. think is really really good. 
Yeah. Like you want people to be going to research like, what's a stock? How do mm-hmm. I get into the stock market? Because mm-hmm. honestly, you put your money in a savings account for 40 years versus mm-hmm. you even put your money into like an index fund that just tracks the S&P 500. Mm-hmm. I think the S&P 500 has an a- average like historic return rate of like nearly 10%. Versus yeah, you like know, you're, you're less than 1% say, uh, interest. What I learned game. during this pen, during this GameStop like, era is that stock only go up, you know? Nice. Even if even if stock goes advice. down, even if stock goes down, just fucking flip the chart and it goes up again. That's uh, great advice. No, but uh, okay. No, like memes aside, memes aside, like if you like everyone panic about the S&P 500 drop dipping like 5% today, but then yeah if you pull if you pull back the spy chart for five days oh it still goes up if you pull back for a yeah. month oh it still goes up if you pull back for a month year oh it went up by a shit ton you pull yeah. up by 10 years oh shit eh, you actually fucking made a shit ton of money you know like yeah all, all jokes in it for aside, the long run all jokes aside if your stocks do actually only go up but in the long run <laughs> in the long run it still goes up yeah, I mean, unless unless you're trading like penny stocks, like what Brady was talking about, mm-hmm. there's there's really no need for you to try to actively, I guess, outperform the market by buying mm-hmm. and selling your stocks. And I'll give you an example. Like, I obviously like I invest in Disney, right? The other day, I get a notification on my phone: Disney stocks down five percent, more than five percent today, and I lost a couple hundred dollars. I was like, okay, whatever. Literally the next day, twelve hours later, market opens: Disney stocks up more than five percent today. And I'm like, okay, stock market, like, like fluctuations like that happen all the time because you got to understand the the way that people price these stocks is all speculative. Like you're trying to predict the future cash flows of a company and then discounting it back to the present rate. And you're basically saying, do I believe that this company is going to grow more in the future or not? And it's all opinion on what you think or don't think. I doubt most retail investors are out there crunching the numbers on ratios and EBITDA, whatever numbers, right? But um so i guess i guess one thing we can talk about to cap things off brady is you know it's february this is our first episode of 2021 actually and you know what january means for every new year new tfsa contribution space oh really basically yeah bro you you just got reset 6k for your tax-free savings account oh bless i'm gonna put that in tomorrow and then go all in on gamestop okay i don't know about that but um yeah okay so actually on the topic of tax-free savings account, this is probably one of the biggest myths that I've heard about TFSAs. So your tax-free savings account is essentially a vehicle for you to invest. I mean, you don't have to invest, but it's a tax-free savings account, which means any money that you make from the savings account doesn't get taxed. So let's say Brady goes tomorrow and puts $6,000 into his tax-free savings account. And through his tax-free savings account, he goes and buys however many stocks of of GameStop, and he makes $10,000. None of that income is taxable by the government, hence why it's called a tax-free savings account. I don't know why people think that a tax-free savings account is a high-interest savings account. Like my sister put her money in TFSA the other day, and she's like, hey, I finally put my money into TFSA. I was like, great, what did you invest in? She's like, oh, I didn't invest anything. I just put my money in the TFSA. I thought it was just, that's how it worked. No, well, maybe she she got the TFSA mutual mutual fund. That's what she meant. No, 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 no. She just transferred her money into Wealth Simple through on into a TFSA. But oh, tell her to give give me her money, and I'll probably can double her money in a month. No, no. 
But uh, yeah, so new TFSA contribution space. What will you be adding to your portfolio? Yeah, 6K. What will you be adding to your portfolio, Brady? And then I can talk about mine. No, 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 stop. We we didn't, I didn't even talk, talk, we didn't even debate about something yet. Okay, and we'll, it's, just it's almost done. we'll just skip that today. No, no, no. As in like, I actually have like this, this is pretty, this is related to GameStop and Elon. You didn't let me finish. Oh, okay, 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 fine. Yeah. Just quickly shout out your stock picks, man. Um, Probably more Tesla, more Apple. There's, oh, really? pro- oh, no, no, some AT&T actually. AT- I'm going to, uh, get into AT and T and oh, AT and T. I I no no no. Okay, I think the two new stocks I'm gonna invest in actually today. Oh, three new stocks actually. Oh, this actually yeah, three new stocks. <laughs> oh, can you <laughs> finish a sentence, man? No 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 no. I, sorry, I have ADHD. Anyways, three new stocks. Uh, number one, Ford Company. I'll just quickly go over them and then we'll okay. go on to the debate topic because we're kind of okay, running out of time. Okay, well, can I go over mine as well? I've been yeah, yeah, of course, of day. course, yeah. Um, number one, Ford Motor. They uh, today they just signed a multi-year co- contract with Google uh, for the operating system uh, in their car starting twenty twenty three. So you know how um, Tesla has their own operating system, and Apple is gonna start having their own operating system for their cars soon. Yeah. Uh, Ford is gonna have Android operating system in their car starting twenty twenty three. So this is just released today, announced today. That's my first first stock I'm trying to get into. Second stock is probably Starbucks Corporation. Um, I why I like Starbucks right now is because um they actually have a pretty good model to during the pandemic to stay um stay on tra- top of their sales and they have a pretty good plan to get out of the pandemic to transition and also the the prime was it the prime the president of China Xi Jinping, <laughs> o- aka Winnie the Pooh. You mean Taiwan? Um, what? No, yeah, sorry. No, but no, I don't say the president of Beijing. Okay, when the president is a country, okay, yeah. there's no president of a province. President of Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> Chrissy Clark is not president of BC. All right, she's premier of BC. Where Joe Horgan no, is premier of BC. We just lost all of our Taiwanese listeners, man. <laughs> all I anyway, so is, your sister and your mom. <laughs> all I gotta say is, anyways, China number four, Taiwan number one, Japan number three. Okay. Anyways, let me quickly go over why Starbucks. Okay. Uh, so Winnie the Pooh actually want the one Starbucks CEO to mediate Chinese U.S. relation. What does that so mean? So that's that was pretty cool. What does that mean? Mediate the relationship. Like, what what else? How else am I gonna explain this? They want they, what, what does they that want mean? Starbucks to mediate. Yeah, like what, they want Starbucks to be the middle person between like the relate the IR between international relation between Chinese government and the U.S. government. Why would they ask Starbucks to be the mediator for in is IR infrastructure resources? No international relation. Why why Starbucks? I'm so sorry. I stopped working for fucking Xi Jinping last month, so I don't know why. Okay, no, I mean, what, like, what, what, like, you sure, surely you have some thoughts around that. Like, can you explain what, that further? I surely have some thoughts around that, or they surely it? have some thoughts. Can you explain it? it further? Like, how does that make any sense? Why would they ask Starbucks to do it? I, 
and, and I told you, I, I don't work for the Chinese government. I don't work for CCP, so I, don't, I can't tell you. You're actually an idiot. No, I'm... No, no okay, okay. Well, what do you, why do go. you think then? Just go, go, go on with your things. No, why do you think then? No, okay. I've never heard of this news before. Was I'm just curious why that's yeah, such a thing. Yeah, I'm just heard it. I heard it today, too. around why this might happen. Like, were there trends that were pushing towards this? Or what? Like, well, I guess so Starbucks is pretty big on, in China. No, Starbucks is really big in China, and like they they need a company that's like you know multinational. Okay, I did not know that. That is uh, suffice no. to satisfy my curiosity. Thank you. Yeah, Starbucks, okay. Ford, and probably the last one would be Disney. I'm probably gonna try to get into Disney <laughs> right now. Disney. Someone play back episode ten, man. When you're clowning on Disney, are you well, shorting no, Disney? No, I'm saying Disney is a good, huh? Are you shorting Disney? Am I what? Are you shorting Disney? Yeah, I'm shorting it. I'm shorting oh. it, not buying it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, I don't know. Does like, I'm, I, I, I think Disney is. I'm not saying is the good buy. I'm not saying is a bad buy, but I'm just saying. It's a solid buy. Out of all the, out of all the companies that were like big. Oh no, no, sorry, not Disney. Actually, I might just do a Verizon. So Verizon, uh, not Verizon, AT and T. So what I want to do with AT and T is that AT and T actually has the largest dividend hold compared to Coca Cola and TD on the U.S. stock market. So I searched it up today. AT and T actually has a dividend rate at seven point nine percent. Have they consistently Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So you're buying AT&T yeah, more, so more just... so for the dividend payouts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. Okay. Interesting that all. I your... already have. Huh? I said no. Interesting that all your picks were like individual stocks. No ETFs. Oh, what do you mean anything? individual stocks? Like no ETFs. Oh, because I already have. I I may put some put some money into Spy as well. Okay. All right. So those are your stock picks. Yeah. So you said Ford, uh, Ford, Starbucks, Starbucks and AT and T. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll go over mine really quickly. Um, number one, you guys know that I have a huge interest in clean tech, renewable energies. I believe that is where the world is headed in the future. I'm actually doing a co-op right now at a company called EDF Renewables, and all we do is build out renewable energy products uh, or projects like solar farms, wind farms. My team's focused mostly in, the, in New York. So through my co-op, I've done a lot more research on policy and how that affects the future advancements of renewable energies. And I'm super, super bullish on alternative energy solutions that are not, say, oil, gas, and whatnot. So anything solar, wind, energy storage, hydrogen, that's what I'm investing in. So I'm going to be putting some of my money into iClean, which is a clean tech slash clean energy ETF. You guys can look it up as well. Um, that's number one. The second one that I'm looking into is a semiconductor ETF. I believe it's called SOX. Um, I, I think semiconductors, not too much here to justify. I mean, we've seen a dip in semiconductor sales because of COVID, but I think that's just going to accelerate into the future. And as technology continues to develop, AI, machine learning, we're all going to need to power these things off of semiconductor chips. And so I see there to be a future 
for semiconductors for a long time. And I also do want to put a little bit of my money into telemedicine. So TDOC as well. That's like a, a digital health type company. I'm pretty bullish on digital health as well. And then my last kind of, I guess this would probably be my riskiest investment in my portfolio is putting money into Bill Ackman's SPAC, uh, which is P- PSTH. So his Pershing Square uh, Holdings Capital Group. He's he's had a SPAC on the market. I think it's since June. He put like $4 billion into it. Still awaiting an announcement on who who which private company is going to acquire. But SPACs are always pretty risky. Um, but I have confidence in Mr. Bill Ackman, who I believe officially has generated the most returns for his hedge funds or out of all hedge funds in 2020. So that's Damn. my picks. It's pretty interesting. You don't have any like blue stock chips in here. No, this is just what I'm, I'm going to invest. Blue chip what I'm going to invest with my 6K. Most of my money is in blue chip stocks like Apple and uh, technology ETFs that have like, you know, Facebook, Microsoft. Yeah, are, do, you, do you own Apple? Yeah. Did you did you get a letter from um, your brokerage that said you can vote on in one of their uh, upcoming elections or something? No, I didn't. I got one. Maybe it's a scam, bro. I don't know. If... <laughs> no, it's from TDE. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't get one. Or maybe yeah. I did it. It just, I haven't got it. Or my mom threw it away, but no, I didn't get one. Okay. Okay. Anyways, last uh, topic. Go ahead. Okay. I guess we can surely run it because we're kind of over time anyways. Yeah. We'll just do a five-minute quick debate then. Okay. So we talked a lot about this this week about uh, market manipulation. Obviously, market manipulation. Market manipulation. Market manipulation. It's very bad and it's highly illegal, correct? Uh, um, so, yes. yeah, so market manipulation, I'm pretty sure everyone agrees, highly illegal, frowned upon. Um, and Robinhood and, uh, you know, uh, Melvin Capital has been, uh, been not no, been around the saga of this. However, Elon Musk has also been known for market manipulating. You know, he has been he has been known to like fall, drive up or drive down Tesla stock prices. Again, Tesla does not have a marketing department. They don't have a social media yeah. department, right? It's just all Elon Musk on Twitter. Um, I actually didn't know about this, but Elon Musk has actually been invested by the SEC back in yes, 2016, I believe. Remember that, and SEC told him, "Yo, bro, like you can't be fucking posting random shit on your Twitter anymore. Someone needs to approve of your post or some shit, because yeah. your posts are just getting kind of out of hands." Yeah, and I think I rem- if I if I recall, he actually wrote a tweet sometime. I don't know when, but in his life that he's told he said. I don't know why people are buying this Tesla stock. Tesla is highly over overpriced right now. Yeah, I remember he wrote that once too. Yeah, and these days he's just been fucking goofing around on Instagram and uh, sorry, not on Instagram, on Twitter about Dogecoin, about Bitcoin to drive the market insane. So is that considered market manipulation? And should and what does people believe in market manipulation or do people only frown upon market manipulation if it harms them and but if it if it benefits them 
everyone's like, yes, Daddy Elon, go Daddy, go Daddy, yeah, drive up Tesla, Tesla gang, Tesla to the moon. <laughs> That's actually an interesting question. I don't, I've never heard it phrased that way because, like, I guess you've kind of seen both sides of it as well. Like, even with Chamath, right? I think like he posted on Twitter. He said, "Tell me what stuff." I don't know you why you call him Chamath. His, his I'm name? pretty sure his name is Chamath. Okay, I, I'm I'm hanging up now. You can you can just spend the next five minutes just Google his name, please. Like put some respect on number one Waterloo grad in history of all Canadian universities. Literally, AOC called him Chamath. Yeah, because AOC is an idiot. It's Chamath. Okay, let's clip that shit. We'll clip what? We're AOC? clipping that you said AOC is a fucking idiot. No, AOC. I'm referring to Alex Caruso from the Lakers. Okay. Yeah. It's Chamath. I have no idea why Alex Caruso's initial is uh, AOC? AOC. What do you mean, Alex Caruso? Yeah. Okay, anyways, anyways, we're running out of time. Middle, we're running out of time. What okay. I'm saying is it's interesting because like we saw Chamath post on Twitter said, tell me what stock you want me to invest in and I will invest in it. Obviously, everyone said GameStop. He put like 500K or 50K or something in GameStop and then he, he bought on and he basically pushed the market even further. He's got a couple million followers on Twitter. I think that would technically count as market manipulation, no. But this was applauded for. Like he's, you know, in the fight against these hedge funds because traditionally it's been hedge funds that have been manipulating the market because they have so much capital on their hands that they can push these underlying trends for a stock to either go up or down. And so I agree with what Chamas said. But like you know But you know how like these Redditors uh, from Wall Street Bets has also been accused of market manipulation because uh, Wall Street treats this as a pump and dump. And that's why people, the meme goes, we like the stock. Because um, they if asked, why did you buy the stock? No one's going to be like, oh, someone else told me to buy it. It's going to be, yeah, I just I just like the stock. What do you mean? That's why I bought it. No, I don't think, I don't think Reddit, I don't think that's, a, I don't think that's market manipulation, what's going on with GameStop right now. If anything, it's market manipulation on the hedge funds for collectively coming together and having such a hot, uh, insane short position on these companies. Because it's a totally valid move to say, how the hell are these guys shorting 40% more stocks than actually existing in the market? If we can just invest a, a bit of money into the company and push the stocks up, we're going to be able to, sh to start a short squeeze and we're going to make money. That's not market manipulation. That's a decision that they're making based off of their insights. Like it's not insider information. That, so I don't think that's market manipulation. That's a valid move based off of speculation that people had in the community. So I don't think that's market manipulation. So do you think Elon, what Elon Musk does is market manipulation? <laughs> I think Elon Musk is just a very unique individual. I mean, I don't no, know if you're you not answering it, my question. I know. I'm just saying, I don't know if you can call it market manipulation if he's literally the CEO of Tesla. So he actually knows what's going on in Tesla. No, well, like he's, he's driving Dogecoin prices up. He's driving Bitcoin prices up. Yeah. And then, oh, 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 oh by the way, by the way, you, you, you heard about, you heard about the new Tesla S3, uh, S model, right? The, the Plaid. The no. plaid uh, version of no, S3. What is that? Oh, what they, is that? well, there's a new, there's a new ver, there's a new uh, car, or like there's a new Siri model. I think Siri S or something. Siri, Siri S3. Yeah, so search it up. It's called the oh plaid uh, plaid model S, and okay. it's shipping out next month. 
Uh, so basically, it's like an upgraded, like sports car edition of the Model S, right? Okay. And in his commercial, he has Witcher and Cyberpunk in the commercial or like in the picture, and he tweeted, oh. "It can play Cyberpunk." That's sick. Here's the thing, though, about your question relating to market manipulation. I just think when you get to that level of famousness that Elon Musk has, whatever you say is going to have an impact on a lot of people across the world. So, I mean, what's the difference between uh, the difference between you and I coming on this podcast versus Elon Musk tweeting something is that we get maybe 50 listeners. Elon Musk gets 50 million views. So I think that's the only difference between how you categorize something as market manipulation or not. Because he can have his reasons on why he thinks Bitcoin is a great investment. So can we. If we talk about why we should invest in Bitcoin here, no one's going to come to us and say, hey, Johnny and Brady recorded that podcast. That's market manipulation. The SEC is going to come sue us. No, because we had 50 listeners. But Elon Musk, on the other hand, like maybe because he has like 50 million. So I think when you get to that level, like it's hard to categorize like what's market manipulation. Oh my God. What's market manipulation? <laughs> what's market manipulation? And what's just me expressing my opinion? Like, I, I think, I, I think, uh, okay, I talked about Bill Ackman earlier, right? So you can look into this later on. A really interesting story. Bill Ackman came out famously with Herbalife. He said Herbalife is a pyramid scheme and he had a $1 billion short position on Herbalife. He then went on to CNBC and just trashed Herbalife, talked about how horrible of a stock they were. And guess what? he lost a ridiculous amount of money on Herbalife because he's not the only billionaire investing in Herbalife. Herbalife is a massive company. There was like Carl, Carl Icahn or whatever and another and a few other billionaire investors took the opposite position of Bill Ackman and said, Bill, you're an idiot. This is a good stock. And they started pushing the stock higher and Bill was losing so much money, he had to sell the short position and he lost a lot of money. Is that market manipulation? The dude took a $1 billion short position and then went on CNBC on live TV and said, why, why Herbalife is a pyramid scheme and a scam. It's crazy. I don't know. It's hard to answer that question. What do you think? I think it is market manipulation. By definition. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Is that it? By definition, <laughs> that, that's why that, that's why the SEC was like, is like, what's it called? Investigating him and telling him, yeah. yo, you know, Yo, chill. Elon, Elon, you can't be fucking... You gotta be chill with these shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Wait, is that it? Okay, you, you let's wrap it up here. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Alright, guys. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It's a little bit longer than usual, but we hope you guys enjoyed kind of this more discussion format where Brady and I kind of go back and forth. Again, you can find the full version of this podcast episode out on every single podcast platform out there. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever it might be, make sure to follow us both on Instagram and reach out to us on social media. If you have any topics you want to discuss in the future, or if you had any questions about what we discussed today, just want to leave you guys with one last message. Please go and put your money into your tax-free savings account. Compound interest is a powerful thing. So do your research and uh, get into the stock market. Anything else, Brady? Nope, that's it. See you guys next week. Awa, awa. What? We're not, and we're not, that's not our conclusion. Goodbye, oh, everyone. That's our conclusion. Awa, awa. Yo, no. Johnny, can I get an awa, awa? No. Awa, awa, awa. <laughs>